Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Ramban Ala Parsha. Uh, another difficult week for Am Yisrael and for our yeshiva, for everybody who loves Am Yisrael, Chayalim. And we'll continue to learn for their zchus. Okay, there are Rambans and there are Rambans. Meaning, there are Rambans that illuminate a pasuk, that have brilliant ideas, that uses common sense, that make you understand things better. Then there are what I would refer to as meta Rambans, which is a Ramban that basically colors a whole bunch of parshios, both the chronology and sort of the Ramban's insight into what's going on. And everything relates back to that one specific Ramban. And we come across such a Ramban at the beginning of Pasha's Truma. Actually, it's before Pasha's Truma. It's not really on a Pasuk. It's just the Ramban's take. And by way of introduction, I think two significant points come out of this. We'll see it, we'll see it as we do it inside. But the first is the order of the Parshiot. Right? The Ramban's going to lay out for us. We had Parshas Yisro, Aseras Adibros. Then there was the last bit of Parshas Yisro, about Avodah Zorah and the, and, the, and the Mizbeach. And then Mishpatim. And we talked about this a bit last week. Then Parshas Mishpatim. Then the end of Mishpatim is the Covenant, the Brita Aganot. The Brit Seven Ishma that happened at Har Sinai. And then Moshe Rabbeinu goes up for 40 days. And then come Pasha's Truma. And the question is, you know, Pasha's Truma obviously is all about how you build the Mishkan and what the Mishkan is. And the Raman wants to know what's going on in the order of the Parshios. That's one issue. The second thing, which is secondary to it, but appears in the Ramban and is something we should be aware of, is what's the purpose of the Mishkan. I'll say it this way. If, as the Ramban is going to tell us, that the Mishkan is unrelated to, to Chet HaEgel, right? it has nothing to do with the sin. It was always going to be the next thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu. So what was the purpose of the Mishkan? Right? For Rashi, who we'll see as we do the, the next parashiot, Rashi is, you know, Ein Mukdamu Mukhar Batorah, and that the parsha of Truma comes well before the sin of Kitisa, etc., etc. Okay, so the Rashi thinks that the purpose of the Mishkan is as kapara for the Chet HaEgel. And there are any number of individual Rashis that talk about this gold, Keneged this, and this, you know, Tavro Paro, okay, all kinds of Rashis like that. But for the Ramban, none of that is true. Okay, so let's put those two things aside. A third point, which we won't address, but which you should be aware of, is, is it possible that for some Rishonim, for the Ramban, the Mishkan is L'Chatchila, and for Rashi, if it's only coming to be Mechaper on Chayda Egel, had there never been a Chayda Egel, there never would have been a Mishkan, there never would have been a Beis HaMikdash? Hard to understand. I think in theory, the most you could say is there wouldn't have been a Mishkan. There always would have been a Beis HaMikdash, but let's leave that and let's start with this most fascinating Ramban. Says the Ramban, Kasher diber Hashem im Yisrael panim bifanim, aseret hadibrot. Right, God gave us the aseret hadibros in Yisrael. Vitziva otam alidei Moshe kitzat mitzvot shehem kemo avot lemitzvoteha shel Torah. Kasher inhigu rabotenu im hagerim shabayim lehityahed. Then God gave us a sampling of the Torah, namely Parshas Mishpatim. Raman says, as the minhag used to be, less so now, the minhag used to be, 
they would teach Gayim a sampling of the Torah. And now I think you know the standards have risen. Right, end of mishpatim. What comes next? Says the Ramban. That's their relationship. We've now accepted Akharish Baruch as our Melech. He's accepted us as his Am. As we agreed originally. So now we are the chosen people. Now, as a direct result of us being holy, the next thing, says the Ramban, the next thing in our relationship, once we've accepted the Torah, the next thing, says the Ramban, is, I'm sorry for this phrase, you know, God moves in with us. We move in together. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shechina is now worthy, or we're worthy now, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shechina being in our midst. V'lachain tzivat chila al dvar hamishkan sheyihyeh lo bayit b'tocham Mikudash Lishmo. Right? At this point, Akarish Baruch Hu says, it makes sense for you to build a home for me, for me to live amongst you. Simple as that. Not Kapara, not Karbanot, not Avodah, just we and Akarish Baruch Hu living together, us benefiting from the Shechina. Visham, now a, there is a practical benefit. Visham Yidaber Imoshe. V'yitzavet b'nei Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu needs a place to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So originally, says the Ramban, the point of the Mishkan was to be a place for God to meet Moshe. V'hinei, ikar ha-chefetz hu b'mishkan, makom minuchat ha-shechina, shehi ha-aron. The main part of the Mishkan, says the Ramban, is the Aron. Is the makom menuchat hashchina? Is the place that the shchina dwells? Kimosha amar v'noad atilachasham v'dibarti itchamayal akaporet. Al kain therefore hikdim ha'aron v'hakaporet bekan kihu mukdam b'maala. So obviously the first vessel that Parshas Truma describes is the aron, because that's the ikar of the mishkan. Right, so they're, they're right next to the Aron, the Mishkan and the Menorah. I'm sorry, the Shulchan and the Menorah. So that's the order that we, we see in Parshas Truma. Aval Moshe hikdim vayakel et mishkan et But in Parshas Vayakel, Moshe Rabbeinu changed the order. And he puts the structure before the kelim. Right? Lemaisa, the Medrash says, Bitzalel said, yes, it may be the Aron is really important, and maybe the Shulchan is really important, and maybe the Menorah is really important. But first I need a house. I have to decide, is it going to be made of bricks? Is it going to be made of tile? What's it going to look like? How big will the house be? You need something to put the kelim into. So that's the change in the order. But now, perhaps the, the most important line in the Ramban, Vesod HaMishkan, 
the secret of the Mishkan, who hakavod alhar Sinai shochein alav binistar. Says the Ramban, Maimad Har Sinai was this incredible Gilu Shechina, right? Benigla, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared to all of Klal Yisrael. We were all Nevi'im at that moment. I'm adding to this, obviously. When, when we see somebody worship Avodah Zarah, or when we read in Tanakh, Jews worshiping Avodah Zarah, or frankly, and we'll get there soon, when we read about the Chet HaEgel that took place literally at Har Sinai 40 days after Matan Torah, we can't understand it. Why not? We can't understand it because we never felt the urge. And we never felt the urge because we were never at Maimat Har Sinai. But at Maimat Har Sinai, where we physically felt HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence, it created within Klal Yisrael a desire for that to continue. Right? Because I've never imagined HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a physical way, whatever that would be. So I don't have the, I don't have the Yetzirah. Lahavdil Elif Alfei Avdalos. Right? I've never used drugs in my life. I'm not showing off. Just, that's just a fact. Right? So I don't get up every day having to res, ref, restrain myself. I'm not addicted. I don't feel it. But from what I understand, if I took cocaine, then I'd have to fight it. Then I'd be addicted. Then I'd know what it's like. I've never experienced HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so I don't have an overwhelming desire to worship Avodah Zarah, to find replacements for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But at the time, they did. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kiviyachol, understood this was coming. They were all at Har Sinai. They all felt His presence. Of course, they're going to want to continue that experience. Therefore, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we need to build a Mishkan because we need to have a traveling mini Maimad Har Sinai within us, right? We can't, re- we can't live our lives at, Maim- at Har Sinai, but we could have a Mishkan that moves with us, that it's a, that's a duplication of, that recreates bin Nistar, right? I don't really see the Kodesh HaKadashim, but it recreates bin Nistar, what I saw at Har Sinai. That's the key of the Mishkan. Vesoda Mishkan, I'll read again. Hu hakavod alhar Sinai binistar. Right? It recreates Maimon Har Sinai, but in a secret way, in a hidden way. Now the Ramah is just going to tr- contrast Psukim to show you exactly the same. Just like he says at Maimon Har Sinai, Kvod Hashem al Har Sinai, Uksiv Hain Heranu Hashem Alokinuet Kvodovet Godlo. Right? There's something more parallel between the Mishkan and Har Sinai than just the language. I think the Ramban's hinting at something more Kabbalistic, but for our purposes, you just see the parallel. We had at the Mishkan, if I wanted to recreate the experience of Maimon Har Sinai, I would go to the Mishkan, and there I would feel God's presence. And there I would feel something akin to what I felt at Maimon Har Sinai. When Moshe came, God spoke to him exactly as he did at Har Sinai. 
מן השמיים ישמעכו את קולך, את קולך ליסורך, ועל ארץ הרחת אישה הגדולה. כך במשכן כסיב, וישמע את הקול מדבר אליו מעל הכפות מבין שני הקרובים וידבר אליו. דרמבן סגור אקספליין את הקרובים לוק לייק דה פייר את הטאפ אוף הר סיני, it's exactly a recreation of מימד הר סיני. ונכפל וידבר אליו להגיד מה שאמרו בקבלה, שהיה הכל בא מן השמיים אל משה, right, the God's voice, כביכול, would come from the heavens, מעל הכפורת, and then it would come down to the כפורת, between the two כרובים, ומשם מדבר עמו. כי על דיבור עם משה היה מן השמיים ביום, God spoke to משה during the day, ונשמע מבין שני הכרובים, כדרך ודבריו שמעת מתוך האש. ועל כן היו שניהם זהב, etc, etc. says Raman, those are the parallels. So, just to sort of get the two main points, and then maybe you see something else. The first thing is, says the Ramban, the chronology of the Torah is exactly as presented in Chumash. First, Aseras Adibros, then Mishpatim, then the covenant made on the two of them. After that, says the Ramban, what's next? Well, having experienced Maimon Arsinai and having experienced the covenant, I need to take that with me. Not in theory, but in practice. So says the Ramban, and I imagine that the Ramban thinks, although I could be wrong about this, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai on the seventh day of Sivan, God sat him down and told him about the Mishkan and told him, when you go down, you're going to tell B'nai Yisrael about the Mishkan. That's Pasha's Truma and Tetzaveh. What happened, as we all know, is that while Moshe was up you know, on the mountain, B'nai Yisrael sinned. On the 39th day, on the 40th day, they sinned with Chet HaEgel. And when Moshe came down on Shivas or Betamuz, he smashed Aser HaSadibros, and history changed. He did not tell us about the Mishkan, which is what God had wanted originally. There was no reason to, because he had to deal with Chet HaEgel. So it's true. He had to be three times on Harsinai or on the footsteps of Harsinai, 40, 40, 40. And he only got around to telling us about the Mishkan, like Rashi says, after Yom Kippur, right? The first 40 days were from the seventh day of Sivan to Shivas or Betamuz. Then you had from the 18th of Tammuz, give or take, until Rosh Chodesh Elul. That's the second time. That's Moshe begging HaKadosh Baruch Hu for forgiveness. Then the third time, getting that new Aser Sadibros, getting a new covenant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's from Rosh Chodesh Elul till Yom Kippur, right? L'chol Adez, he comes down on Yom Kippur. That's a day of great joy for Klal Yisrael. Maybe that's why Yom Kippur was chosen as the day of Slicha and Kapara and Mechila. And after that begins the process of building the Mishkan. But the chronology, says the Ramban, it's exactly as it's presented in the Torah. There's no reason for us to change the order. I'm sure Rashi has a reason, and we can discuss that at some other point, but the Ramban, Yesh Mukdam Mukhar Torah, makes it exact, absolutely clear that the order is the order. Now, why did we need the Mishkan? So the Ramban says, it, it's, a, it's a prophylactic. Like God was concerned after Maimad Har Sinai what the response might be, right? Maimad Har Sinai, created the greatest thing ever for us, but it also implanted within us a desire for Avodah Zarah, at least the way I see it. The Mishkan was supposed to fix that. It didn't. 
Okay, the Mishkan wasn't given to us quickly enough, and therefore we had the sin of Chet HaEgel, and we'll talk about that when we get to Kitisa. But for now, you know, that was, that was what it was intended, and it simply didn't work. Okay, but what was the Mishkan supposed to be? It was supposed to be Maimar HaSinai Bin Nistar. The same Gilu Yishchina, it's funny to talk about a Gilu Yishchina Bin Nistar, but that's really what it is, right? You go to the Mishkan, and you feel close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As a separate point, it doesn't really fit in anywhere, but it's important for understanding Rambans all over the place, that the Ramban thinks that the purpose of Maimon Har Sinai is Hashra, I'm sorry, the purpose of the Mishkan is Hashra Sashchina. Right? The Rambam thinks that it's a Beit Avodah. That's where I go for the Shalash Regalim. That's where I go to bring Karbanos. That's where I go to light the Menorah. That's where I go to light the Eshat Tamid. That's where I... It's the Ramban, no, no, no. It's Gilush, it's, it's Hashra Sashchina. That's where I go to feel close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? I've always imagined, you know, if I lived in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, so I'd have to go bring a Chatas all the time. And you go all the time and you see, you know, your, your, your personal coin and you're embarrassed to see him. He asks what you did wrong and you have to, you know, you have to bring a Karban. But sometimes you go and he says, hey, what'd you do wrong? And you say, nothing. And he says, why are you here? Hashra Sashchina. I, I, I want to feel close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I feel a need in my life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. So I came to the Beis HaMikdash. I want to talk to God. For the Ramban, that's the essence of the Mishkan. That's the essence of the Beit HaMikdash. That's why the Aron is the key element of the Beit HaMikdash and the Mishkan. That's why it comes first. That's why it's so important. Because the Aron represents the Hashra Sashchina. The Aron represents... This is where God lives, and therefore this is where I come to pray. Okay, all that a little long for the first Ramban on the Parsha, for what I what I think was as, as a meta Ramban that sort of informs everything else. Now, let's look at two quick Rambans. Says the Ramban in Pasuk Yut, I'm sorry, says the Torah in No, it's not Pasuk Yutas. Um says says the Torah. Right? The Pesach is as follows. These, this is how you make the Kalim. And a very strange Rashi. Says Rashi, This is what you do for generations. Let's say you lost the menorah. Let's say you lost the shulchan. Let's say you lost one of the kalim. Kigon shulchanot uminarot v'kiarot. Or you're building the Beit Hamikdash and you need more kalim. Sheasa shlomo. So he says, Kitavnit elu taasu otam. So God is telling us how to make the kalim so that we'll know. This is how the Aron is, is an am and a half by two and a half by an am and a half. We'll know exactly what the dimensions of each of the kalim are so that we can recreate them if they break or if we lose them. If it wasn't supposed to, to, to amplify what came before it, so the Pasuk wouldn't have said with a vav, right? You have a question. 
when the Torah says, V'chein ta'asu, you want to look forward? V'chein ta'asu means this is what you should do, colon, the next psukim. Or says Ramah, no, V'chein ta'asu, it relates backwards. This is what it means when the Torah says, these are the kalim you have to make, and this is the way you make them. V'chein ta'asu, and so you should do. Okay, and now it's, it's, it's an interesting Ramban, I think mostly linguistically because of the way he says it. Velo yadati, says Ramban, I don't know, she ze emet. I don't know if Rashi's right. He's saying it in a nice way. I think it's obvious. Shlomo Melch didn't follow this model for making the Kalim. Yes, he had an Aron. Yes, he had, no, the Aron doesn't count. Yes, he had a Shulchan. Yes, he had a Menorah. Yes, he had a Mizbeach HaTamid, a Mizbeach HaNechoshes, a Mizbeach HaPnimi. But they weren't the same size. A Mizbeach HaNechoshet Asa Shlomo Esrim Ama Orech Shlomo Melch made an enormous Mizbeach outside. Not the small Mizbeach that the Torah describes in Pasha's Truma. So I'm curious why the Ramban says, you know, Velo Yadati, I don't know. The Psukim are clear. Shlomo Melch did not make Kalim the same size as I described in Pasha's Truma. Okay? He quotes in Ibn Ezra who says, well, it could be that in Pasha's Truma, they're describing, you know, sort of fixed entities, not Kalim, but things attached to the, to the earth, to the ground. Those are their measurements. It's hard to know. The, Mara, the, the Gur Aryeh has an answer for Rashi. Mizrahi has an answer for Rashi. I, I, you know, this isn't a Shir and Rashi. I think it's much more interesting to note that the Ramban realizes that the Limud that Rashi brings is simply not factual or it doesn't seem to be factual. Okay, that's the question for Rashi. And the Ramban says it, I think, in a fascinating way. The Ramban knows how to disagree. Is it his overwhelming respect for Rashi? You know, had it been the Ibn Ezra, he would have trashed him. It's hard to know. Okay, last Ramban. The next pasuk in the, in the Parsha. The Torah says, "Va'asu Aaron atzei shitim amatay amavachetzi arkov amavachetzi rachbov amavachetzi komato." Okay, and the Ramban notices what by now I think most of us know. Va'asu Aaron is lashon rabim. It's plural, but that's not what it says with respect to anything else. First of all, the Torah continues, "Vitzi pitau tozav lashon yachid, va'asita lav zerzav saviv lashon yachid." Right. They're all Lashon Yachid, except for the Aron. Now, it could be that this relates back to the Ramban's earlier description of the Aron as the most important thing in the, in the Mishkan, but let's see what it says. It says Ramban. Yachzor el b'nei Yisrael hanizkarim l'mala. When it says v'asu aron, right, it's referring to klal Yisrael. It's referring to the rabbim, right? It's referring to dabel b'nei Yisrael v'ikhuli teruma me'et kalish asher yidvenu liboti chuatrumati. It's talking about klal Yisrael. V'acharei kain then v'tzi pito to singular v'yatzak tolo v'chulan b'lashon yachid. So the first reference is to all of Klal Yisrael. 
Then the Torah returns back to its regular way of describing singular Moshe Rabbeinu as the representative of Klal Yisrael. So why the change? V'yitachen, says the Raman, it's possible. She'yirmoz she'yihiyu kol Yisrael mishtatfim ba'asiyat ha'aron ba'avur shehu kadosh mishkine elyon. It could be that the hint in the Psukim is that all of Klal Yisrael have to feel like they were part of building the Aron. We don't have to feel like we're part of building the Shulchan or the Menorah or the Mizbeach. But we have to feel that we're part of building the Aron because the Aron is the key part of the Mishkan. V'sheyizku kulan Torah, And more than that, the Aron is representative of Torah. Right? There's all kinds of ideas behind what, what vessel represents different things. But Lechol Hadeos the Aron represents Talmud Torah. And Talmud Torah, we're all an owner of. We don't want the Torah to belong just to Moshe Rabbeinu. We want the Torah to belong to all of us. And we want to claim an ownership interest in it. So says the Torah, the Asu Aron, plural. V'chein amru b'medrash Rabbah, mipnei ma b'chol ha'kelim katuva asita. This is exactly the Ramban, right? The Medrash Rabbah says, why do all kelim? Why are all they described in a singular ve'asita uvaron k'tiv ve'asu aron? Amar Rabbi Yehuda bar Shalom, Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Yavu Hakol v'yit azku ba'aron sheyizku le'Torah. No, let everybody come and claim a chelak of the aron, and through that claim a chelak of the Torah. Ve'ha'esek sheyit nadev. Now the Medrash, or now the Ramban adds three possible ways you could understand this. One is, actually, everybody helps by donating something above the Machtis HaShekel that could be used for the Aron. Okay, it's possible. O Ya'azor Levitzalel Ezer Ma'at Or, you know, the way I imagine it, it's hard to do with hundreds of thousands of people, but I give you the hammer, you pass the hammer to him, to him, to him. Everybody does a tiny, tiny bit in helping B'Tzalel to build the Aron. It's clear B'Tzalel did it, not us. And the last one, which is the most important one, O Shiyichavnu Ladavar. Says the Ramban, you're talking about one, the Makom Hashras Hashchina at the Aron, Two, you're talking about the representative of Torah, Oshiyah Chavnula Davar. That when, when, when Bitzal was building the Aron, we were saying, you know, Hinini Mucharim Zumans. We were saying, we were thinking, right? We had Kavana. I want the Aron to, part of the Aron to belong to me. I want part of the Aron to belong to my children. I want part of the Aron. I want, I want a Chelek in the Torah. And I want a chilek in the representative of the Torah. And if the representative of the Torah right now is the Aron, that's one I want a chilek in. Okay, so whether it's actual or it's theoretical, the fact of the matter is, says the Raman, that the Aron represents both HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Torah. And therefore, the Pasuk says Asu, because all of us, either actually, practically, or theoretically, had a chilek in the, in the building of the Aron. Okay, so we did only three Rambans today, but they were, they were significant and fascinating. The first one being the most important one, laying out the chronology of the Torah, laying out the Ramban's view 
about the Mishkan, about the Mishkan being a recreation of Maimad Har Sinai Binistar. Therefore, it was given to us before Chet HaEgel. It had nothing to do with Chet HaEgel originally. In practice, of course it did, but originally it didn't. The order of the Parshios and the role of the Mishkan, you know, being a recreation of Maimad Har Sinai. Okay? Then we saw two small Rambans. The first one, V'chein Ta'asuli Dorot, Rashi saying that the Torah describes all the Kalim, so we'll know how to build it in the future. The Rambam pointing out it, that factually it doesn't seem that way. The Kalim that Shlomo built were not of the same size as the Kalim that Moshe Rabbeinu built. And finally, the recognition that the Asu Aron plural represents the importance of the Aron and the importance of our Chelek in the Aron. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great week and see you next week. Thank you.